My name is Mike, 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 Dark, 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 Dark. And I am Richard Wag, Wag, Wagner. We're back. It's Radio Waves. My name is Mike Stark. And I am Richard Wagoner. And with us once again for his monthly visit is Dave Beezing. How are you, Dave? I am good. I'm even better now that I'm with you, gentlemen. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So here's the deal. We're late doing the podcast this week. So what we're going to do is we're going to do this week's, which appears in the paper today, I guess, when we record this on a Friday. And then we're going to do next Friday's today as well. So you're going to get two columns in one, and then Richard and I are going to take the week off. Yes. And be back in two weeks. So, yeah. But I think we need to throw in that uh, two, two, two pods in one. Okay. There you go. <laughs> nice. How's that for marketing, Dave? Yes. That's uh, a good 70s reference right there. Yes. And if <laughs> yeah. anyone knows that, that just shows they're living in the 70s. Just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like Richard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This week's column starts off with, the headline, Gunslingers on the Air. Yes. I'm not a gun guy. Tell me about this. Well, it's just kind of an interesting thing to me because it is in Southern California, having a gun show on the air in Southern California. Keeping in mind, it is a pay-for-play show anyway. But okay. it's kind of funny because this guy, um, Jeff Taverner, who uh, started the show, he had a gun collection and he started thinking, well, what can I do to make money? Huh, maybe I'll open up a gun shop. So he does that, and then he goes to uh, the radio stations to try to kind of sell uh, sell marketing for that. And so he does this ad, I think it was originally on KEIB, and kind of tries to do this, the thing himself. And he goes, hey, what do you think? You want to come to my gun show? And he tried to make it stand out by being almost corny. And then he got a call one day from KABC saying, you know, would you like to do a show? So it kind of started that way, and it's just a thing that he likes doing. He do, it is pay-for-play, but he does make money off of it, I think, uh, through sponsorships and things like that, or at least it's the marketing for his uh, shop. It's kind of a fun little listen. It's not He, he makes sure to keep politics off. Um, he actually tries to talk about safety and paperwork and what you would have to go through to do one and why you might want one, why you might not want one, things like that. And, um, you know, probably just helps market his own shop. I'm interested in listening to his show at some point. I, I want to listen and see how he avoids politics with that hot button issue. It yeah. just seems yeah, I'd like actually it, like it, to get your opinion on that. Mike. Yeah, I can't picture that that he's able to do it without some sort of political slant to it. Could be. He does have it on recording podcasts. You can you can access the old shows if you want to find it that Excellent. way too. You're gonna give it a shot. There we go. There. Now we're nice. Starting. Keep that handy. Yeah. <laughs> Richard goes on about AM again. What's this about? Richard? Well, actually, it's it's kind of a, a thing from the past, back in the days when people were experimenting with different ways to get better sound out of the radio. One of the things people don't necessarily realize is that uh, Armstrong, who um, helped invent AM radio, um, hated it because he hated the static. And he didn't really like the way the fidelity was at first, but it was mainly the static. So there were efforts to make it sound better. And one of the efforts involved, I forget the official name, but there were various uh, attempts. And one of the attempts was on WLW in Chicago, 
which uh, this is back in 1959, actually expanded their uh, bandwidth so that they were broadcasting uh, 17 to 21,500 hertz. If you know anything about that, that's actually bigger than FM, which is 20 to uh, 15. So if you had good reception without static on a good radio, you could actually sound really good. Of course, the problem is you still have the static problem, and that's what's killing AM radio these days. But it's just one of those interesting things from the past that I like to bring out uh, every once in a while. And Armstrong you, went on to invent uh, FM. FM, right? Yeah, he invented FM because he hated AM. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> There's a, isn't there a great documentary or a, a docudrama or something about his life? I think yes. I saw that years yes. ago. It's really good. Mike, I meant to say Cincinnati, not Chicago. It's WLW Cincinnati. And you were saying, Dave, that uh, you think there's a documentary or, or a... I think it's a documentary, come to think of it. That, it's, uh, it's, I've seen yeah. part of it or I've read about it, uh, basically his life and how the fights he had with RCA over FM because RCA had so much money invested in AM, they didn't want FM to really make it. So they kind of threw roadblocks in, in uh, around and he had patent fights and things like that. So And I, I don't want to spoil the end of the story, but it doesn't end well for him. No, it does not. It does not. But no. his invention went on to uh, great things. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so that was this column this week. And now we're going to jump into next week's column, which is basically a ratings column which is great because we got Dave here. He can he can give us some insight into some of these numbers and all of that. But uh, lay it out for us, Richard. What uh, what's the story with the ratings this well, time? What's out? interesting is it's kind of a a settling from the Christmas holiday season where you know coast just goes crazy, so everything's a little bit back to normal. And as far as local things, there's not a whole lot happening. You don't have the election to worry about. You're not having all these weird things happening. So the Ukraine is having an effect and. It did help KFI and KNX go up uh, pretty substantially, a 57% increase in ratings for KFI since the beginning of the year. KNX is about 40% up, so pretty damn uh, big increase. But everyone else is kind of in the same place. You had people who are liking music. There's um, uh, Coast was still number one. These are all six plus. Dave can get into other ratings because Dave has magical powers to get ratings that I can't get to. <laughs> um, but basically, it's Coast, K Earth, The Wave. Um, we had a 0.2 uh, uh, of the streaming things for both the Wave and um, and K Earth, so that kind of puts them a tiny bit higher, not a whole lot higher, but I think that's interesting. And just overall, um, pretty much business as usual, ratings wise. Yeah, I don't I, I don't have a lot to add to that. Uh, KLVE on the 25 to 54 demo, the one that. Uh, so many advertisers buy against and at KLVE jumped from fifth to first this month. So Jeez. yeah, they're doing very well. And, and coast slipped from number one to number two. It's actually their worst 2554 share since May. They are in a tie for second place in the money demo with KBIG, my FM K earth continues to be top five. They're number four. Kiss slid uh, a little bit ratings-wise, uh, but held fifth position in a tie with KLAX. Uh, 1834, the young end, Kiss, is in a number one tie with... Who would you expect to do well, 18 to 34? Ant, you're wrong. Uh, the Wave. <laughs> oh, that's um, interesting. I would was never a, have guessed that. I was actually no, I would have never guessed that either. I always thought the Wave <laughs> uh, skewed a little older. Trick yeah. question there, yeah. And... Um, 
Real 92.3, number three. K-Earth, number four, down from third. K-Earth, you know, gold stations, especially good ones like K-Earth, are doing very, very well with the younger demos these days. And there's a whole debate in the industry, uh, not really a debate, but people are asking the question, uh, are, uh, is the younger audience really that into older music? which they probably are. There's probably some logic to that because they're discovering their music these days through streaming services and YouTube, and they're not waiting to be marketed to by the record labels with their agenda. Uh, so there's that. There's also the theory that the young people who will carry meters might be a different breed than the average younger person and less into new music, uh, perhaps. Hmm. Um, there's also a theory that younger people and, to in a sense, to some degree, all of us are skeptical about marketing and being marketed to. And they think that older music is authentic, is, is the real stuff that hmm. happened before – record labels and major marketing campaigns came along. They they actually resent that certain artists today are being marketed to them because they don't like marketing. So That's interesting. So there's that theory as well. But anyway, K-Earth in a tie for fourth with KBIG and uh, Power 106 up uh, quite a bit, but at uh, sixth, 18 to 34, that is definitely below where they used to run back in the day, but better than they've been lately. How was KLOS in the money demos? Because they were pretty darn good in the 6+. plus. Yeah, I do not have uh, anything deeper in 2554. I'm assuming that because they do index fairly well 2554, that they got some benefit in the, in the money demo as well. But I do not know. Okay. Yeah. And what about the situation with uh, K-Rock and, uh, and Alt? And also, uh, you have some insight maybe on... The changes that may be going on at K-Rock, right? Yeah, the the alt still has the lead, although as Richard pointed out in his column, it's uh, it's a little narrower margin than it has been in a while. I don't have the 1834, but I know they didn't place in the top five or six, e either station, 18 mm -hmm. to 34. Uh, 2.26 plus to a 1.4 overall. Uh, alt 98.7 is still leading uh, K-Rock. When you think about K-Rock, uh, you know, not to kick them when they're down, but this is the discussion in the industry. It's 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 just it's still shocking to a lot of people who've been following radio for years, Los Angeles mm -hmm. radio in particular, that K-Rock would be below a two share at a one, four, six plus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what's what appears to be happening with the music at the two stations is. You know, you talked on in your column, Richard, and uh, you guys talked on this podcast as well about the changes taking place at 91X in San Diego, kind of the K-Rock of San Diego. In fact, when it was launched in the early 80s, it was consulted by Rick Carroll of K-Rock. That's and right. He, right. He had a lot to do with, yep. with turning that station on. Uh, it was... It was one of the very few alternative stations in the country at that point and definitely revolutionary for, for San Diego. It had a San Diego sound. Anyway, 91X has incorporated a much wider breadth 
of music era wise and is now playing everything from their sign on through today. Still have some current music in there, but not a lot. Uh, a lot of 90s, quite a bit of 80s and some post 2000 as well. And they've really made a marketing push on the air and off that the original 91X is back. Uh, that they are the real alternative because, as we've discussed before, a lot of those alternative fans that grew up with stations like K-Rock or 91X or Live 105 in San Francisco, as an example, uh, those those people are now in the older end of 2554, some of them even over 55, uh, and they don't feel, though, that alternative radio today has much of a relationship, much in common with the alternative stations that they grew up with. Uh, because th the new music today is pretty much just whatever rock music is being marketed to people. Mm. And even some of that, not very rock by traditional definitions of rock, it's pretty poppy. Uh, and of course, as an older audience that loves that alternative from back in the day, they're not hearing those songs either. So what mm. K-Rock is uh, apparently doing, based on what's on the air today or this past week, I ran some, some analysis reports, is they are not going all the way back to the 80s, uh, at least not very much, not like 91X is. And the reason for that, uh, I, I've not heard this in any official sense. There's no press release. Uh, but Jack is a very important station for Odyssey. And and Jack, when it was launched, Kevin Weatherly was involved with that station uh, as he was with K-Rock. Uh, Kevin always said that Jack was going to play K-Rock's gold, uh, along uh, with some other gold as well. I mean, there's Aerosmith. There's other, other stuff in there, too. A lot of rock and some pop product as well. Uh, but a key ingredient to Jack FM in Los Angeles is that K-Rock gold, that alternative from the 80s and 90s. So they don't want to jeopardize or bastardize Jack FM by turning K-Rock uh, too gold-oriented uh, because wow. Jack FM is making a lot of money for them. Right. Um, yeah. it's, it's doing very well. It would sabotage them to try to help another station. So uh, that that has to be a big concern of theirs. They're not going to go back as far as 91X is, but they are going back more into the 90s, and they're trying to lean the music a little bit more to the rock end of the spectrum uh, as alternative was in the 90s and early 2000s. So they're still playing a lot of the same currents, uh, current music that 98.7 plays, but they're, they are favoring in both their current selection and definitely in their gold selection, they are favoring the songs that have a little bit more of that grunge rock sort of a feel to it. So uh, the current and recurrent balance, the number of, of new music songs, uh, percentage of new music on those two stations, still very, very close, almost identical. It's about it's about 30 percent of each station that comes from 2020 and later on, mm. on, on both stations. Um, and you've got but the big difference is that on 98.7, post 2000 is almost 80 percent of the entire station. Whereas it's, it's not quite 70% on K rock. Okay. So you've got about a 10% difference there. And so you've got 21% pre millennium, if you will, uh, on 98, seven, and you've got almost a third of K rock 
is premillennium on on K Rock. And when I read the core artist list, you'll really understand the difference. Here's the core artist list for 98.7. Now, this includes, of course, current music influence on these core artists as well. The most played artists on these stations. On 98.7, it's Red Hot Chili Peppers, who were huge, of course, in the 90s and have been off and on since, and they do have current music out, so they're in current rotation. Glass Animals, Cannons, No Doubt, Green Day, 21 Pilots, Killers, Paramore, Nirvana, Muse, and Weezer. That's on 98.7. Now on K-Rock, Green Day, Foo Fighters, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Weezer, all four of them with still making music today and in current rotation, but those are 90s-imaged bands. Those are bands that have been around 20 years or more. Uh, Then Muse, Linkin Park, Black Keys that are post-2000 bands, but not brand new ones. Imagine Dragons, Blink-182, and another 90s band, and Killers. So you can really feel the difference when you look at the core artists. Yeah, that's interesting because it does, they are both playing alternative, but different. That is interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's almost like you guys take these records. We'll take these. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You throw that Jack equation into the thing. And that really does color. It, it explains a lot. It colors the whole rating situation. And, you know, you're trying to do something. Maybe if you're a program director that actually is trying to do something creative and have that restriction put on you a little bit. Sure. You know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, no, it, it definitely happens. Well, uh, it, it, on the female side, you have the wall of women, if you will, uh, at iHeart. Because you have Coast at the older end, My, and Kiss. And between those three stations, they really want to cover pop music for women across a large age group. Uh, And they don't want to hurt each other. Now, there is overlap between all of those stations. Uh, they they would be foolish to think that they're living in a vacuum, operating in a vacuum, and that, that they should not duplicate any music between those stations. But they do try not to overlap more than they have to. They want to differentiate as much as, as they can while not hurting themselves too much competitively by doing so. There's a sweet spot that is a balance. And then That's it's the same. slogan, by the way, Dave? A sweet spot that is a balance? No, um, <laughs> if you're a woman, you should be listening to us. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> The uh, now and and then on the the uh, CBS now Odyssey side of things, they have always tried to move those stations in somewhat lockstep, K Rock, Jack, and then at the upper end K Earth. That's it. That's actually harder in a sense, at least from my experience in talking with a lot of radio programmers, that men are more set in their ways, and uh, women are willing to experiment a little bit. So it, it, it's a tougher situation in some sense on uh, odyssey that's a that's an interesting thought yeah that's that's uh, women i think and, and when we get into these stereotypes they are that and we should totally. probably yeah. we should uh, we should be told, called sexist and all of that for saying <laughs> right. these things but you know i had a general manager who uh, used to always say uh, i'll blame it on him he used to say that if you are a 40 year old woman in los angeles you want to be and you are portraying yourself and you are living as best you can the lifestyle of a 30-year-old woman 
in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. his theory that that it was it had a lot to do with Los Angeles and the pressure here to stay contemporary, mm-hmm. uh, being it's the pop culture capital of the world. So so there is that, I suppose. But I think that's a little bit about the genders as well. Whereas you've got to generalize and stereotype, men do get set in their ways, and they're just old curmudgeons. They uh, so many yeah. men, not everybody, but so many men. Whatever music came out after high school or certainly after college, they could care less. You know, they. <laughs> yeah, my age group of people that I went to high school with think music ended with Creedence Clearwater. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's it's true. I I, I years ago I uh, went to a brainstorming workshop and they put me in a group with a product team from Kellogg Cereal in Battle Creek, Michigan, and these Kellogg's people. We're like, oh, my God, here's our problem. Here's why we're here. We're trying to figure out how to brainstorm. How do we get guys to stop eating the sugary kids cereals from General Mills oh, that they grew up hilarious. with? That's <laughs> because hilarious. all these 40-year-old guys are eating Cap'n Crunch. And <laughs> Kellogg's is like, we want them to grow up and eat the good stuff. But they right. want to eat that candy cereal. That's so, funny. That, that's, and I, but you're right. I've seen that. And so true. And so yeah. true. I, I used to make fun of my dad because my dad was someone who grew up with big bands and loved the crooners and things like that. And, you know, and back in the 70s, he just pretty much didn't like anything that was made after the 40s. Well, take that to now. That's the 90s. Yeah. You know, that's right. it, it wasn't that far back when you compare it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, as always, Dave, you gave us a great insight into certain things uh, that, you know, it's it sometimes is like a three-dimensional chess game that's being played out there in the market. And and you're able to bring all that to the forefront and, and we can kind of understand it better than just us dummies reading the uh, six-plus ratings. So thank you for that. One more little piece in your column, a tribute to the late, great Shauna. Yes. Who I fortunately got to work with at KLOS. Uh, what what is this about? It's uh it's one of the Mixcloud things. I think I might have actually forgotten to put it as Mixcloud, but uh, I do have the link to it, which will take you right to the thing. But it's basically Shauna, 1975 to 2001, starting at KFRC, going through KHJ, through um, KLOS, and then uh, stuff I had actually either forgotten about or never heard her. K Light, I don't remember that. Do you remember her in K Light? I do not. Yeah, but anyway, she's there, so it's kind of fun. So give it a listen. The link's right in the column. Um, it's, it's wonderful. I want to hear her on KHJ because I've never heard that. Yeah. So that that should be interesting, without a doubt. Yeah. All right, anything else in the news from either of you fine gentlemen that we need to talk about? Nothing here. Richard would be the one that would know that, but thanks for having me on. <laughs> well, thank you for being here again. And we will take this coming week off. And we'll be back uh, in two weeks. So thanks again, guys. This has been Radio Waves. 